bit about um you know having conversations about politics yeah. and yeah, okay. maintaining unity that's kind of our topic for um, yeah this how do we how do we talk about politics in a helpful yeah. way yeah that's right what's our thinking around this because we whether we like it or not uh, mm. we do kind of just get pulled into what's happening in the u.s we do, don't we? I, I see lots of Christians online and even conversations that I have with people. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take very long for the whole issue of whether it's their thoughts on what's happening in the political situation in Victoria mm. and mm. responding to the government or what they're seeing mm. happening in the US. Um, yeah, so there's a yeah. fair bit around that. And, and increasingly it's, so, I think. Yeah, I think so. I, I think, like, to be honest, I reckon public debate is over the kind of last period it's pretty dead right like you can't you can't actually love others it seems like you can't love others and disagree with them yeah it seems like yeah. you, you can't kind of say oh um he, those are my reasons i disagree with it but we can still be friends and still i don't think less of you uh despite the fact that we have disagreeing views yeah I, I so there's a, lots going there's lots going on isn't there so yeah. the ability to actually have conversations i, yeah. I think is pretty poor Public discourse is pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, I think the ability to talk about ideas yeah. rather than talking about people is, yeah. is pretty poor. It's, it's hard to separate the idea and the person. person right? It's almost yeah. like the idea is linked to the person. So yep. it's an identity yep. sort of yep. thing. And, and I think, anyway, we're not going to, yeah, yeah. we're not going to, we probably won't touch on any of those things this, morning, this afternoon. But I think the whole area of, opinion versus fact is is really muddied yeah that's right. so anyone's opinion is a fact and so what is objective truth yes is, yes. is kind of muddied a little bit and yes. so lots of people talk about opinions as if they're facts yes, um, yes, yes. as or, if there's multiple versions of truth and and that's all really difficult and muddies the waters i think mm. and i don't know that i've seen a lot of christians uh navigate that space well that space. <laughs> oh, yeah. I threw it out there for I you. Like Brian. I like that space. I threw it out there for you. That's good. So, so tell us, Nala, what do you want to um, where do you want to take us to scripture? How, how should we think about this? Uh, so, this I guess one of the first things, like, yeah. I want to kind of throw out there four principles, okay, around yep. how, perhaps how we should be talking or things that we ought to be remembering, yep, yep. as we uh, engage in political discussion with yep. one another. Yep. And I guess the first thing I'd want to say is. I think we need to be really clear as Christians who it is that we serve. Okay. We don't serve two masters. Yep. And so we need to remember that Jesus is Lord of everything. Now, why do I say that? Yeah. Okay. So religion has been kind of pushed to the edge. Yeah, yeah. So Christians used to be sort of quaint, but now it's sort of like hate speech, that sort of language, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. We're yeah. kind of really off-center now, it's, it feels yeah. like. Um, so historically, uh, normal, traditional Christian teachings, whether it's about marriage or sexuality, or even just, you know, people uh, being born again and their lives changing, have all now been seen as controversial issues. So given that that's the case, should Christians remove themselves from the public discourse and, and not speak into the world of politics. And I want to say, while I understand why lots of Christians want to remove themselves from that environment, I think we can mount a fair argument that, in fact, Christians should be speaking into that environment, yeah, okay. uh, into that space again. Um, and, and I think the reason why we should do that is because we need to remember that Jesus is Lord of all. 
Mm. Right? He is the Lord of everything. He's, he's the Lord of governments. And even though he's put governments in place for our well-being, there should be at least some Christians, particularly those who are gifted uh, and have the capacity to be speaking into that, mm. uh, into that space. So I wouldn't want to say that because it's difficult and it's gotten ugly, we should remove ourselves. Okay. We need to remember who we serve, the Lord Jesus, who is Lord of all, and that means we ought to be speaking. But what about the ordinary Christian uh, who has views on this? What do you think? that How, how, how should they be involved in, in that sort of area? They, yeah, so again... Know, so again, I think there's a there's a place for us as Christians to know the world we live in and what's happening. Um, but I think in doing that, if we're going to go into that and speak about that, then we need to be clear about uh, what dominion we're speaking into. Because I think there is a distinction between um, the church mm. and the government. They're different things. And we shouldn't confuse the church and the government. We shouldn't confuse church and state. And and so the reason I say that is too often, I think, some Christians who want to speak, you know, into this area of politics, confuse Christianity with a particular brand of politics, right? And so they kind of almost make it sound like unless you know, if you're a Christian, you then there's no honest. way you could vote X or Y. We've got to remember that the church and the state are different. And so any kind of Christian who would argue that Christians, if you're going to be faithful to Jesus, must vote liberal or Christians must vote labor or whatever, I think um, it has confused church and state. You know, I do see Christians who are so adamantly this, that, you know, this party, this party, this party. It almost gives off the vibe that if you're a Christian, you have to be Labor. If you're a Christian, you have to be liberal. I don't see anyone who's saying if you're a Christian, you you know, you, you must vote Greens, although I suspect there are some people who might think that way. Anyway, so I just want to say in answering your question, if a Christian yeah. wants to speak into that, um, environment, if they want to speak about politics, just remember that a political party isn't necessarily aligned with, um, you know, being a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then I, I think, mean, sorry, go on, mate. So I, I was going to ask a follow up. Um, yeah, go I, on. I just don't know if you want to keep on this, but I, I think I'm just sort of thinking through, like, yes, we don't want to say vote this party, vote that party, but would, would, is there wisdom in saying, Actually, this party, look, look at the policy. This is, I don't know, it, it's pro-abortion, it's pro-this, it's pro-that. Therefore, you know, oh, that's that's kind of against what we think morally. Uh, this party, like just kind of stating their policies and, and presenting it and saying maybe not, just just letting people know this is what, what's out there. And yeah. What's uh, so I guess I, I want, I'd, want wisdom, to say two, I'd want to say two things on that. Yeah. One, understand what our message is as a church mm. and understand that there's a distinction between the gospel Sure. and the common good yeah. of, of humanity. Yeah. So as an Australian citizen, like I've got rights and responsibilities of every Australian citizen. And so I take uh, the responsibility, I take those rights seriously to speak about concerns that I see happening in our society, right? Mm-hmm. I think we should do that. Mm-hmm. And so if we see policies that are actually to the detriment of our society, then we need to speak into that. 
right? And, and we need to think accordingly. But not everything is a gospel issue. But at the same time, I shouldn't think that engaging in those kinds of things is ultimately what I'm about. I'm about speaking the, the gospel. gospel. Yeah, so for those Christians who love to get in there and kind of rip into the kind of policies and policy platforms and, you know, this go this politician or party's good for these reasons or this one's bad for those reasons, don't confuse that with the gospel that ultimately brings renewal to our world. Mm. And I think there is a fine line that we should be eager to see other people flourish and live in a society that flourishes. Mm. But we should also be concerned about their eternal salvation, not just about their daily needs. Yeah. I think the gospel, the gospel is, is more by important. far more important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of my great laments. When I look at the interaction of Christians, and maybe it's just the Christians on my newsfeed, I don't know about yours, Brian, but I actually see them talking too much about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So when I see <laughs> them, when I see them, you know, again, if I, I just look at the, uh, the argument in the US when I see Christians arguing, and these are people who I know are, are born again believers saying Trump is better than Biden or Biden is better than Trump. None of them are speaking necessarily about the gospel and gospel rationales or even theology. Mm. It's those other common, common good reasons that they're bringing up mm. almost to the exclusion of the gospel. The gospel. Is, yeah. yeah. If you're going to be speaking about politics, know why you're doing it. Yeah, okay. What do you mean by that? Well, again, so the reason I get involved in talking about politics and, and thinking about political issues is because I have a concern for my neighbour. Love your neighbour as yourself, right? It's one of the ways we express the fact that we're Christians. Yeah. And so therefore, just like a doctor might treat sick people or a teacher might teach people, there's a serving that is for the good of everyone. Mm -hmm. And so a Christian has a reason to speak on political issues because we're concerned about the poor. We want to advocate uh, for those who don't have a voice. Uh, we want to see injustices dealt with in our society. Mm. And so we should want to speak on those things. Mm. At the same time, we also want to see people saved. And so there is a tendency, I think, in the political debate because it's really tangible mm. and it seems really immediate that that becomes all dominating and we forget about the gospel. So I reckon there's some warning signs if you're the kind of person where your political talk has now become ungodly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I reckon one of those signs is if you're more caught up in encouraging people to sign petitions, for example, mm -hmm. then praying there's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know about you, but uh, I got uh, an invite to sign yeah. an e-petition yeah. to try and encourage Dan Andrews to open up mm -hmm. uh, the restrictions I for got churches. that too. I signed You got it? it? And yeah. I reckon a lot of people did at home, and so did I, okay? Yeah. But if we find ourselves going, sign this position, let's rally, let's march, let's, you know, let's be, you know, anarchists, let's push back, let's engage in social disobedience. Mm -hmm. If we kind of do all of that, but at the same time, we're not praying as much or more, Mm. there's a problem yeah yeah well it's got yeah yeah and why, why do you say that's a problem uh, because in the end we're forgetting that jesus is yes. lord and he's the one who brings about change yeah. right yeah. um yeah. It, i think it's a problem i think it's a sign that there's a problem if the only thing i ever do is criticize one side of politics 
right? I, I think we can then fall into the danger of equating my side of politics with being a Christian. And in a fallen world, both sides of politics have problems about their policy, sorry, their policy platforms that we as Christians need to speak into. So it's almost like you're saying we ought to, we ought to have humility around oh, absolutely. understanding, you know, because we don't actually see the whole picture. And I guess the other one that I'd want to say is if we're more passionate about advocating for a political position than we are about the local church and its mission and the gospel, then there's a problem. Yeah. And I think it's that last one mm, mm. that's a real um, issue for me because I look at lots of Christians online or listen to, say, perhaps maybe some of our young adults or others talking, and they're really passionate about this or that. But, where's but the you know, they're not speaking the gospel into any of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. some yeah. thoughts yeah, for no, what they're, they're worth. They're, uh, they're really good thoughts. Um, I do, I do kind of want to talk, just get your thoughts on, we kind of, uh, how do you, how do you, I mean, let's, let's just say you know, we do have gospel people who are, you know, talking about a particular issue, mm. but we're in, we're in this time where it's hard to kind of disagree. Yeah. Do you, do you equate disagreeing with not loving someone? No, not you, at all. Yeah. How, how would you? I think there's you, a way of disagreeing that can be unloving. Yes. Yes. But yes. disagreeing in and of itself is not unloving. Yeah. Because, because I want to, um, encourage us um, to be able to talk about these issues in a way that it doesn't it's not just emotional yeah it actually is is putting out disagreement because we love others right yeah that's <laughs> right wanted to see the truth or understand the truth one of the things that i've had felt some tension in in in, in voting in the past is mm. your thoughts on it is i would elevate us particular issues higher than others so, so yeah that, that issue of abortion for me I've never been to a rally, but I went to one last year. That was a big one that hit the heart. Um, yeah. And so I would elevate that quite highly. Whereas other issues, which I think I disagree with in this party, um, how their their policy where it's at is not as high. Did you? Know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, what's I do. your thoughts? What's your thoughts on? Um, how does one think through that? <laughs> I think that's really difficult, isn't it? So for me, I've always. So in Australia, we're a country where we keep our political opinions or our <laughs> to preferences ourselves. to ourselves. It's really interesting how in other countries they don't do that. Mm. Right? I was watching something recently where someone from another country was just asking Australians how they voted and who they voted for. You can't do that. You can't ask anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. Um, so I've always gone, those policies that benefit me, mm. I've always put on a lower scale than those policies that benefit or harm somebody else. Yeah, okay. All right. So I, I, I need to love my neighbor. Yeah. So that's I need to be selfless. Yeah, right? I come to serve, right? Yeah. So for example, if there's a policy platform, I know this is very general, but if there's a policy platform that perhaps disadvantages me economically, mm. right? versus a pol or benefits me economically right versus a policy platform that disadvantages the born or the unborn right then i'm always going to be supportive of the policies that are that are benefiting the marginalized the poor and the voiceless mm. over my own gain mm. and that's why often I, I find myself going well this political platform they've got these policies that really benefit me 
Mm. I like that. But they've got these other policy platforms that actually aren't helpful to the voiceless and the poor, right? So I'm constantly caught in this dilemma. Hmm. So I always try and prioritise those issues that are about benefiting uh, the other person. And tied to that is our ability to speak the gospel freely Yes, is a benefit for others. So it's not just about I can't go to church and my church is being shut down and we can't do this. It's actually I'm being hindered from speaking the gospel to mm-hmm. others. That is about benefiting them, restricting their ability to hear what the Lord Jesus would have of them. So as of late, that ability around freedom of speech and being able to speak the gospel into our society unhindered has mm-hmm. come up my scale. And this is what I was saying earlier on, yeah, that's that historically... We've been a society that's kind of let that flow. Like, you know, if churches just, want to say that, say that. But that's actually yeah, changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very helpful. Thanks, Nala, okay. for the um, chat. Um, yeah, a bit heavy today, hasn't it? One, Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, election's yeah. coming up soon. It but... is. So maybe some just guidelines around how we think, how we talk yeah, about. We, we we'd won't. love to. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Yes. You know, hit us up. Hit us up on um, uh, Facebook. Uh, or you know, or hit us YouTube, up on YouTube. On give, YouTube. Us, give us your comments. Throw yeah, them yeah. down you, below. If, if you've got any uh, comments or questions or anything you want to disagree with, anything you want us to think more about. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you think know. if you think Brian's got it all wrong, then you make sure you <laughs> let him know. It was all Nella, actually. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, friends, well, it was thanks a bit, bit one sided today. No, Thanks everyone good. for joining thanks. us. See you later. Take care, guys. Bye now.